0: What a great day to be an Eagle. Mercy! Well, after four years, the Eagles finally get the kitty off their backs. A huge win um, in <laughs> Statesboro in the friendly confines of Paulson Stadium. Georgia Southern takes care of business against Georgia State, 44-27. to a um, huge win, Cody. It propels uh, Georgia Southern to 3-1 and one in the conference in the driver's seat uh, now, kind of squarely, now that uh, obviously with, with JMU still ineligible. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, everything's in front of us. We get to 6-2 and two, um, overall, already bowl eligible, already match our win total um, of all of last year, and we do it by the end of October. So that's great, but um, it's all about how you finish, right? And we, we've talked about it before, so I think that's really going to be the theme of this episode. Obviously, four games left all in November. Um, we did not play that great in November last year in, in Helton's uh, year one. Um, and we've got three of the four on the road starting this week against Texas State.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. You uh, kind of beat me to the punch on the win totals. We matched the win total from last year. We matched the win total for a conference record last year as well. We finished three and five. So. Uh, It was a great win. Um, To me, it was the first time in a long time we finally brought the fight to this uh, rivalry game. Um, We didn't seem intimidated. We didn't seem scared. We came out guns blazing um, and really had a great first first half of football, which really set the tone, and uh, we were able to carry that through the rest of the way in that second half, um, even though Carroll seemed like a completely different player and, and (laughs) and ran wild. Uh, but no, I think you brought up an excellent point. We go into November football. I was looking at this earlier today We do not play great in November Um, you add on that we go on the road. We have not played great on the road Um, if you want to win championships if you want to continue for championships if you want to be in it in the last week or two Um of the season you've got to do both those things You've got to win late and you've got to win on the road so Uh, This is a huge, huge time for the football team to prove that they are making that turn, that they are going to be not just serious contenders for this conference uh, championship this year, but for the next few seasons here to come, Um, at least as long as Clay Helton and company are at the helm. So... No, I think it, overall it's a great win, but the most important thing that this football team has to do is put it behind them and focus on Texas State because they are a dangerous team.
0: They are, and, and, you know, we've obviously lost two games so far this year, both being on the road, both against good opponents, right? I mean, obviously JMU— Correct. Um, great opponent, looks like they would have won the East right once again if they were eligible. Um, You know, they they did, uh, uh, or ODU rather gave them a scare um, there in Harrisonburg, and and we'll see how they finish out the year. But um, they they definitely will be heavily favored in their remaining games. They do get Georgia State on the road, and I I believe they play – two or three uh, of their final four um, on the road, like like us. Um, I know they have to go to Coastal as, as well as Georgia State, but that's a tough team. Um, Wisconsin, you know, not a fantastic Power 5 team, but but a, a pretty good Power 5 team, obviously, the well-coached. There you go, little, right. So so my point here is the, the two teams that we've played so far on the road, Um, that, that we came away with losses. They're, they're good football teams, right? Power five team. And then JMU being JMU. Um, so we, you know, and the other one obviously was ball state just overmatched opponent should have won that game should have won the way we want it. Um, Texas state and, and really the rest of the way Marshall's kind of struggling. They're kind of limping into the the final stretch. Um, and then, uh, obviously we get ODU at home and then app state, you know, they, they almost lose to Southern miss. Um, you, you never know what you're going to get out of them you know i mean they're going to give you their all once we go up there to boone um it'll be senior night they'll be uh, um you know uh, honoring armani edwards all of that um may still have their coaching staff intact who knows but the point is is the final three games on the road are all winnable football games um it's just you know and and yeah and it, we, we just have well, to show up
1: yeah, we have to show. Up. But here's the other thing about those road games: the record, the home records that those three teams have are nine and three combined. They're each three and one at home: mm-hmm. Texas State, yep. Marshall, and App. And you know, you can say what you want about Marshall, kind of starting to slide. App starting to slide. Texas State, I wouldn't say they're starting to slide. I think they're still pretty much a, a really good football team. Uh, regardless, they are. When you go to somebody else's place, especially in this conference right now, it is really, really hard to beat them, as shown by their home records. Um, we have to play mistake-free football. If we don't, if we, if we turn the ball over like we have these last three games, Matt, I don't know if we come away with a victory at any of those three places.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, yes, I mean, uh, uh, let's talk just a little bit more about uh, uh, Georgia State. I know it was uh, obviously um you know when you're listening to this a, a, a while a, you know a while ago so like we, we won't harp on it too much with like stats and things like that but just a couple themes out of it um i'll actually give give our, our boy tyler moody a shout out um long listener of, of the podcast he actually uh tweeted us a couple kind of themes more more in the negative fashion um uh, around this win a little, and, a little. <laughs> as, as far as talking points and and i i, I want to address those now so um, it, number one was uh, davis brin still being a liability, I I brought this up um, after the ULM game. Um, I made the the suggestion of you know, do we go with French? Um, you know, do do we uh, change up at quarterback um, because you know we're kind of winning these games almost. Despite Davis Brinton's mistakes, yes, he's putting up numbers, he's putting up touchdowns. The offense is, you know, averaging ab- ab- above 30 points. But you're getting in those those clutch moments um, where we can really put games away, and he's, you know, doing almost <laughs> it seems everything in his power to keep the the opponent in it, right? Um, so I, I made that suggestion. You made, a, you know, a great call that obviously on a, a short week like it was um, with uh, Georgia State coming in town, that that was not the right time to do it, which. I I completely agree and then you know after the game he had certainly not perfect by means really kind of uh, same old tale right I mean looked uh, probably the best first half of football that he's outside of maybe Ball State Um, but yeah best uh, first half of football that we've seen out of him this year but didn't look great in the second half. Turns the ball over two times again. Um, and Really you know,
1: just a bad third quarter, or really just yeah. a bad two drives right there in the third quarter where you had the chance to really um, put the game away, like put it way out of reach. Like it, it was already out of reach at 34-7, but you had the chance to put it, you know, make it 41-7 or 37-7 um, with both of those drives and to, and to kind of give them the ball back to, to – Kind of get back in a little bit and kind of you know put a little bit of scare and see if they have some fight. That was um, that's not what you want to see, right? Yeah. We talk about the clutch gene. I know that somebody made a comment that well, we haven't seen him have to make the fourth quarter drive to win a football game like like Kyle Van had to do last year. But you made a great point that the clutch gene doesn't just have to be in those moments. It can be in a moment like this where here close you have a great up. Op- yeah. yeah, you have a great opportunity here in the third quarter to close this game out. And really, you know, if he scores a touchdown there probably could sit the rest of the game and let French get a good quarter and a half of experience in. But instead, interception, defense does a good job to stop them at the first after the first turnover, but then we fumble it and then they score right at the end of the third quarter. So no, it's it's he's a he's he can show at times that he's a fantastic quarterback and and, and the reason why we are where we're at um when you know record wise and in the position that we're in but at the same time you're also afraid is he also going to cost us the game like it seemed to be at wisconsin yep. um and and, and kind of give us that scare of like holy moly like like let's get it together um so it's it's you know we'll see how it goes i think in it, I think it is good. what it is right i mean yeah, like yeah, like we're, we're, we're kind of right now
0: that's our poker hand and yeah so like it's uh, yeah. And I think the coaching staff made it, made it clear, right. <laughs> when they rolled him out there against Georgia state and, and I fully expect him to be uh, QB one going into San Marcos, Texas. Um, yeah, yeah. so, so yeah, I mean, it, we, we basically live or die by, by Brent's hand this year, you know, and, and whether or not he can turn things around, um, you know, and and I to to your point earlier, I think the you know, with three of the four um left in the season on the road, um, he's gotta cut down on the mistakes. He he just he has to. I I, I don't see us um being favorable in those in, in those matchups, um, with the kind of like ebbs and flows that we've seen out of him
1: yeah, and I think that starts with with Draylen White and really getting the run game going. I know that's not necessarily maybe the <laughs> what the identity of the offense needs to be under Ellis and the air raid, but it, you know in order to cut down on on Brent's mistakes, we really got to get white going and and getting him running, you know, I think he's averaged or had over 100 yards the last two games that needs to continue against the rest of these four opponents here on out.
0: Um, so I, I skipped the intro once again. We are only nine minutes in this time, so I'll go ahead. Uh, that's Cody. I'm Matt. Welcome to Gallaudet Talk. You know where you are. But I do want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Can Cut Tools, alumni-owned business, Andy Thompson. Um, I know he was happy after that huge win um, against Georgia State. Uh, go support a Georgia small uh, um, small business and uh, Georgia Southern University alumni-owned business, K N K U T K-N-K-U-T.com, premium drill bits and cutting tools. Um, so the the second point that Tyler made, speaking of Ellis, you mentioned Ellis, um, and speaking of clutch, right, was Ellis doesn't know how to call plays in clutch moments. This was Tyler saying this, not, not me or Cody. Um, I don't know if I fully agree with that. Um, but you know, I, I do think that the last two weeks there have been certain situations that maybe you had some head scratchers of maybe we're trying to force things too much with the pass, um, on even like third and short situations where we've decided to pass the ball. Um, and then, you know, maybe getting a a little, a little too cute with like, like some of the trick plays and, and some things like that. Um, but I mean, overall, I think the play calling has been Pretty good. Um, yes. and
1: yeah. Play calling has been fine for ninety percent of the season. Now it's never gonna be one hundred percent for a fan base. Let's I think we can kinda get that cleared and, and out there. Uh but I've been I've been pleased with the play calling more so than I was last year at times. Uh also too, you have to remember that the the Ellis can call a great play, but if the execution isn't there on the field, it's going to look like a terrible play call. Whether if that's a miss block or a miss assignment or a miss, you know, read or. The receiver runs a wrong route. And that's what it looked like her. on
0: when French came in, yeah. right? We w- went for it on fourth down, and then and then he comes in on, um, you know, uh, what was it third and short? I think it was. Um, yes. And it, you know, everybody thought that it was going to be a design run. Apparently, it, w- it was a pass play, is, is, is what I'm hearing. Um, it to be, but the the receiver got uh, held up. So.
1: Um, it did, but, yeah. but, in French made a great play. He just went as far forward as he could, got down, protected the ball, lived the fight the next play. He did great with that. And then you see later, what was it? Fourth and goal. And we did a great call with the toss out to White for the touchdown. That was an easy walk in for him. So, uh, no, I, I think, um, I, I'm not, I'm not upset with Ellis and those play calling. I think where most folks get upset about is when it was the fourth quarter and there was like six minutes left or five minutes left. And instead of just running the ball twice and eating up 80 seconds clock, we threw it twice and gave the ball back to Georgia State with with more time than what they should. Um so I clock think, clock management was so the, the third the clock, point. And I think okay, that goes into go. that,
0: and that's not all on Ellis, right? That's uh, a lot of that is on Hilton too, um, of, of how he manages those situations before half and to close out games, or um, and we haven't really been on the other side of it where we're you know having to come back, um, you know, uh, yeah, the the all the games we've won and and lost have been by sizable margins, right? So. Um, but, you know, this, this was a knock on, on Helton back uh, in his USC days, right, of, of uh, just managing clock. And um, so we have seen several times, not just in this Georgia State game, where you're, you're trying to close out the game and you're snapping the ball with, you know, 20 seconds on the clock still. Um, and, again, kind of head-scratching moment, like why not? Like I understand we want to be up-tempo and all of that, but that's – Usually in the you know the first three and a half quarters to, to build that lead and then you know you want to um, be able to just um, yeah just just run clock and um, yeah and, and and squeeze out the final seconds.
1: Yeah, the only the only explanation I can have for that is that it's just routine with the players, right? They're used to going in a flow, and if you try to get out of that flow, it may cause them you know penalties or anything along those lines. But again, I, I I'm not so much more upset with with if you hike the ball at 20 seconds or 15 or 10 or 5 I'm more so when you have the opportunity just to run the ball just to eat the clock you kind of go with it like that but no I think I think both points are valid I think that's just a valid point I the only thing I can think of is just flow of the game and that it's just is you're doing it to keep your players in the same rhythm that they've been in for most of the game um no, I any other points that, that Tyler had or anybody else in that thread? That, I can't remember that. Was no, that was that for that okay.
0: one. Um, yeah, people were harping on the clock management, especially in the fourth quarter. Um, someone defending the clock management basically, like, do what you do best kind of deal. Um, but look, we, we definitely, I, I agree with you, like, we need to find a way to get uh Jalen White involved more they said before the game they wanted to give him 25 touches against George State he got exactly 25 touches um didn't have yeah. uh quite as good 116 yards and a touchdown he had what 146 something like that against ULM um but yeah I, I think that's the sweet spot like getting him 20 plus 20 to 25 carries um in a game obviously we didn't see OJ Arnold in this game we saw uh, we saw um, do we Dinga. know why I think uh, I, I have games. I have not heard why. No, okay. I yeah, I didn't. I didn't hear it on the broadcast, and I haven't heard it from um, anything else. We're recording this Sunday night, um, so we might find out on Monday, uh, right in, in the coaches' show and the and the um, the press briefing and all that. But okay. um, yeah, not not sure why. Uh, but Jalen White has been kind of the bell cow there with the running back crew. Um, followed by Bedinga, who's, who's who's backed him up, but obviously he's just uh
1: a He young looks like guy, he's right? getting better every week. He does, yeah,
0: yeah. He okay. runs hard, he's quick, um for sure. Um great compliment, I think, to to OJ, and then we've got you know Terrence Gibbs, who's you know, obviously highly touted coming out of high school. Um so yeah, a lot lot of depth at the in the running back room as as usual. But Jalen White I, I think is one of the best we've seen come out of that room in a while um and you know i i do think that he can be an nfl um running back and you know i yeah i i think 20 to 25 carries is what we need to to be feeding him every game Um, that doesn't mean to like go away from the air raid but i mean just do it do it where it makes sense um so so yeah, on that, and then um, I wanted to talk about the field storming. We haven't had a chance to talk about this yet. Um, you've probably already heard <laughs> my thoughts on it because you, you read the 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 Twitter yeah. um, Twitter notes that I put on because we share the account.
1: Um, and I don't know if you listened to the. Um, I did, I did, and yeah, and to respond to me not showing up, it's a good thing I wasn't on there because I was pretty inebriated. <laughs> there you go uh i had I about a uh, yeah. shout out to to the was it is it firemaker uh Fire maker, yeah. i i yeah, destroyed southern. your hill southern beers in the beer garden thursday night uh so no it was a great thing i was not on that on that space cuz uh, Matt probably would have shut me up real quick
0: <laughs> <laughs> I needed someone to talk I've never done one of those before and it's just like yeah. screaming into the void you see all these like icons the, come in the,
1: uh, yeah the guy the from Troy, Troy the Troy yeah, which was really cool that was good it was, good. Awesome. It was. Yeah. Um, he yeah, provided like, great insight and he uh, he apparently was a former employee here at this um, yeah in the ticket so, office yeah, yeah. so yeah. Uh, great to have on. Um, appreciate his insight and time into that. But no, I, just to get, I think what you're getting. at, Do I agree with the field storming? Um, it's it, it didn't it didn't matter to me. Um, I personally did not storm the field, but at the same time, I didn't want to try to run down from the beer garden onto the field. <laughs> yeah, crazy thing. After have, what you just said, I would after, have probably yeah, after the state myself, that you were in. Yeah, yes. Right. Uh, but no, I look college football as even though it's it's you know obviously it's for the players and it's for the coaches and it's for them to have fun but also to the students and the fans are there to have fun as well and to cheer on their team and to celebrate with their team and you brought up a great point that none of these students you know have really probably have not seen us beat georgia state and in their eyes as it rightfully should be as we've talked about and had on conversations about on this podcast for many years Georgia State is a rival whether you like it or not whether you're you agree with that or not they are and every it's, yeah. it's, it's it is
0: And it's a lot easier yeah. for current students to wrap their head around that because they don't have all that historical context Correct. they don't know who Furman is they don't no. care about Furman right <laughs> like uh, you know so so like uh, you know the the people from like Cody and I's era and then the ones that date back even further than us in the nineties and in the arc years and stuff. Like you got to understand like Georgia state is their reality. Yeah, Like that, you know, FBS football is their reality. Sunbelt football is their reality. App is always going to be there. But like last
1: year when we beat app state and app state was just a six win non bowl eligible team. And, And we got to the bowl for the first time since 2020, I believe. Um, so no, this was, this was an emotional game. This was a very pivotal game in the conference, right? Whoever won this game really took control of their own destiny. Um, big time, I believe in this game, Uh, we'll get, I think we'll get more into that as we preview Texas state, but no, I, I don't have a problem with it. And for anybody that has a problem with it, just, you know, relax. You know,
0: t- str- scream at <laughs> clouds scream,
1: Yeah, I mean, seriously, it's, like it's, it's such fine. a it's such
0: a weird take and like bad luck. I mean, it's it's honestly like whatever gets the students going, exactly. like what yeah. whatever gets them excited and want them hey, to keep coming it, back to they games. They had a great turnout,
1: and they had a fantastic majority turnout. of them stayed for the whole game. So I, did. you know, I can't complain. I. I actually had sent you a, a statistic um, before the game got started that showed that I believe roughly 20 to 25 percent of our student population isn't even on campus; it's in Savannah um, yeah. or online. So I was quite concerned that even though it was a Thursday night game, you know, would that student section be completely filled out? And it was; it was great. I was I was I was totally prepped to come on here and start hammering at the administration to move all the students back to Statesboro to increase the, the student population at, at the at the football games and, and other <laughs> and other Do you uh, know athletics.
0: why do you know why that is? I
1: mean like I know they, that they've they, split are just doing
0: more classes down there. Yeah, right? they've
1: they've split a lot of the classes down there. I think a lot of it's grad classes. They have some undergrads at stuff that's down there as well. Um, so there's like
0: there's full time like undergrad yes, students yeah, down in Savannah so. like living down there. I, and attending yes,
1: because they also yeah. do the move in operation move in, and they if if you follow the Georgia Southern accounts, you'll show they'll show both operation move in at the Savannah campus and as well as on Statesboro. So, gotcha. Um, but yeah, no, I I. You know, I feel. I don't want to say I feel sorry for the Savannah kids, but at the same time, I'd, I feel like I wonder if they feel like they're missing out on the college experience because so much of that, at least for us, Maybe, was yeah, going it's not to. Not your backyard, yeah. Yeah, was going to these, you know, games, basketball games, baseball games going out to the local you know little clubs or parties at night or on the weekends and, and enjoying that time but well
0: I mean they've got yeah they've got pretty good nightlife. yeah they do in Savannah <laughs> they
1: probably have it one up yeah. on that but they don't have the yeah. you know if you want to go to the football game it's 45 minutes there 45 minutes back yeah. and you have to be sober right. you know to do right. that so
0: which which like I would love to see something done and obviously that's tricky with like college kids but like with some kind of bus system or something. I know we've talked about with like alumni from Atlanta and yeah. stuff but that's three hours three and a half hours and, and not forty. Five minutes. I, I would love to see like like a shuttle service. Yeah, where I don't it's know. Like, look, take it. Do some kind of incentive. I don't know what that is. Um, to yeah, to to draw interest there and then get more of those those Savannah those full time Savannah students. Um, yeah, I up think. To so. I mean, they deserve it. They're paying year. the athletic fees just yeah. like everybody oh, else is. Sure. So, yeah. I mean, find yeah.
1: some way to to get them more included. Um, but no. Uh, and then I think the other thing too, that was brought up about the game was that the home side looked a little sparse at times or throughout (laughs) the sections on there. And I wanted to respond that with this is that, and I think SWAT made a great point on this on Twitter is that a lot of the fans that were over there, that used to be over there season tickets are now in the beer garden section and you can't really see it on TV, but that beer garden section from one side of the stadium to the other side was completely filled up.
0: Oh yeah, I, mean I saw pictures. Of it. I saw, yeah, saw pictures from people sitting in it with like the side, you know, the side view. Yeah, and you can see it completely sprawling. Yeah, um, and and it was weird, like watching the broadcast. You know, the they had several aerial shots. And it was like it was different every time. <laughs> you know, it was like it was almost like you weren't watching it live because, like, when they first showed it when it first came on, the students weren't completely filled in just yet. But they, I, I will say, like they were. There was a lot more there than normally is at, at kickoff, right? Um, and and maybe that's just because it's a Thursday night game, yeah. and, and whatnot. But so that was pretty filled in. The home side was a little sparse. Then they showed one kind of like halfway through the game, and it looked packed. On both sides, yeah. like yeah. you could you could hardly see like any patches at all. Even the grass like look good. And then they showed like late in the game. Um and of course like people leave and stuff, but it was like then it was pretty sparse again, especially on the home side. Like you said, the student yeah, stage for I the think, most part.
1: I think for the you know, it's late I don't know you if leave early. I don't yeah. know if most folks were like me that took Friday off, but probably not. So <laughs> you're thinking I gotta get home to gotta, gotta go to work. And the game of the, by the the time the fourth quarter came around was pretty much in hand, right? It wasn't really, right. we weren't really sweating right. it at that point. it was just, can we, you know, let's just close it out and be done with it. So no, I think overall Thursday night, I think it was what, 23, five, something like that. Close, to, like that. close yep. to 24. So great turnout, great student turnout. Um I will say this. ODU is a team that you can't sleep on with our home game. That's going to come up later on in the November. And I think if, you know, if we win these next two games, which, there's no reason i wouldn't say there's no reason why we shouldn't but we're a good enough team to where we can yes that game against odu needs to be completely packed out and rocking because i think if we win that game we probably clinch the east though the way that i have it kind we of we probably
0: do yeah even even yeah
1: without without that having gone against that yeah so i agree yeah you know so that's going to be <clears throat> that's going to be a huge one uh, to say the least and who knows maybe depending on what happens maybe prior to that game we've already clinched it but regardless Those seniors need to know, you know, that their lives are raw.
0: Especially the alumni, because like the students, like I I saw some posts about that. I guess I guess Thanksgiving week is a whole week now. Thanksgiving break, yeah, fall break, whatever you want to call it. It's a whole. It's been that. It wasn't that way when we were in. Yeah, was didn't we? It was. Yeah, I could have sworn I went to class on like Monday and Tuesday. No,
1: no, I don't think so.
0: Maybe not. I know like the closing the dorms is a newer thing.
1: I don't think that was a thing. No, that did that was a thing. I don't think it was for you, but it was when I was in Brennan. I know cuz okay. yeah, me and Chris had to pack up everything on at the winter holiday. Christmas Christmas. Yeah. Well, Christmas, but not Thanksgiving. No, not Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, so that's that's what I'm talking about. Oh, i this this is the day before Thanksgiving and they have no class that entire week of Thanksgiving. I could have sworn I had class on the Monday and Tuesday of Thanksgiving, no one attended it and a lot of like professors <laughs> just canceled. Um but I, I could have sworn it was like a Wednesday through Friday break and, and I don't remember the dorms being I only lived in dorms for two years, but I I, I don't remember them being um, being closed that week. Now now Christmas break that's longer and that makes sense. But um yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so, so that is that is the the Saturday before the ODU game. Um so it it will um you know uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It'll be interesting of, of what um what the the students yeah. do if they actually show up.
1: I think one. they will. I think hopefully they should. Um you know, you can go home the, the next day. <laughs> you can't.
0: I hope so. Yeah, I th- I think the younger people yeah. probably won't, but but the ones that are in apartments and stuff anyway where they don't have to leave, um yeah, they'll yeah. they'll just go home the next So,
1: night. but no, um that's a that's a couple weeks away. I think I think the important thing at hand is is Texas state
0: Yes. Yeah. So, um, I think we covered everything and we can kind of talk a little bit more about the state game as we talk through, uh, Texas state, but, um, yeah, so obviously, you know, if, uh, at the, uh, beginning of the season, right. I mean, I, you know, I, I did, uh, pick texas state as kind of my like surprise team out of the west and they certainly have lived up to that um right so they they come in five and three two and two in the conference um uh this game against us is their third straight um home game uh you know and it's it's funny like if you'd ask me even even after projecting that and we haven't historically played that well in san marcus um uh, against texas state um But, you know, with this final November stretch of the three games of the, of the four, um, I, I wouldn't have thought that Texas State would be, like, a hardest game. And, and honestly, now of those three, I, I think they're, they're the toughest team that we're going to face yeah. out of those three. I, you can make a case for Marshall. I don't think you can make a case for App State. If it is, it's going to be the rivalry stuff, and, like, you never know because of, you know, it's App. Um, but just as far as how the teams are playing and just how good and talented their rosters are, I think between Marshall, App, and Texas State, Texas State is the most uh, – is, is the best team that we're going to face number no, right. on the No, you're
1: right, and I'm glad that you brought that up because I had the same thought as you with that. Uh, I will say this, each of these four games, to me, have their own uniqueness to it and their own challenges. Obviously, Texas State, I feel like, is the most complete team that we have left on the schedule to play, um, which is probably why you think that they're probably, and why I think also, too, they're going to be the most difficult test that we have from here on out. Um, you look at the Marshall game, Marshall is just, we play them at Marshall, and that's just a really tough place to play. Um, and you don't know what you're really going to get with Marshall, will they have a, a complete game? Will they? Will their defense show up? With anything with them show up? You just don't know. Is Ali going to play? Who knows? Right. ODU, if you look at the JMU game yesterday, they brought this up. I think they played seven straight one-possession games. It's always tight with them this year. They always play up or down with their opponents. It does not matter who it is. They – Losed by three to JMU. They beat Texas A&M Corpus Christi by one who is like... Commerce. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah. They're one of the worst FCS football teams in the country. So you can just see their, you know, Jekyll and high. they play up and down to whoever it is they're playing. Uh, and then App, you're right, it's the rivalry. You never know what's going to happen. We've beat them when we've been the, the clearly the worst team. They have beat us when they've been clearly the worst team. You just never know. But... As far as complete teams, talent wise, coaching, yes, I think Texas State is the hardest team that we have left on the schedule. Um, and to be honest with you, this game is always weird. This is always it a is. weird game. It, ne- it, it, it never is. fails. This game. Even back
0: to the Fritz days, like playing them on Thursday well, go night, back I think to it was. The, and-
1: to the game. This is the game that got Seawalk fired. You know, that was a completely yep, that's weird true. game. So yep. this is. this series with them going back to 2005 it is always it it's just always something that's bananas you brought up for the fritz game in which we 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 won that game by three and it happened to be with a 100 yard touchdown return um interception yep. pick uh you know it's what there was one year in which they were like the worst team in football and we beat them by like two points out there this is yep. this is However, like sixteen to fourteen yeah, or something like that, so something weird. weird. Yeah. However, you think this game is going to go? It's not. I already saw where I think the over/under they came out today it was like seventy-one and a half, which probably means no way. Which probably <laughs> means the game is going to end thirteen to ten or something crazy yeah, like that. I don't. I don't think that. Yeah. Yeah. So, does it on paper look to be like a shootout with both offenses being as a, as potent as they are and explosives as they are? Yet yeah, does, but you know. Brendan Bailey isn't going to go in there saying it's going to be okay to give up thirty plus points. He's going to go in there yeah. try to shut them down as best he can. Same thing with their defensive coordinator. Right. Um, it, to me, you got back to you made a great point about you know how the determination of this game um, for Georgia State was about them and you know are we going to show up and play them? They bully us around, yada yada yada. Uh, for this game, I think it's kind of the mentality of understanding that this football field at Paulson is the same football field in Texas State. It's both 100 yards, and we need to get over that mentality of whatever that mental block is of playing a game on the road and and being so completely 180 on the field just because it's in a different state or a different city.
0: I agree. And I mean, you know, they've gotten good crowds. They had a really good crowd against um, ULM. And obviously they're playing good football for the first time in a long time. And that's getting, uh, you know, that uh that fan base excited and they have a big student body they have a big alumni base um they're right there in the heart of texas right between san antonio and austin um so certainly you know some competing programs and competing interests um you know in close proximity but uh, they've got great facilities a great stadium um yeah like i've said before I, i think they're a sleeping giant i think they were just really waiting on that that great coach, and I think they found him. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and you know, now, um, yeah, like I, you know, uh, is this the year that they, you know, um, turn it completely around and like win the West? Probably not. Um, you know, it definitely looks like a two team race between Louisiana. Um, and Troy now especially after Troy uh, won that game at Texas State um, but yeah definitely watch out for Texas State um, here in the next uh, few years I, I, I definitely could see them uh, moving up the ranks there yeah. but obviously yes we have to worry about them uh, in, in in this one um, you know I, I think they're still learning how to win right they're they still are. learning like what that means and to close out games you know like I said they've played three straight games um, or this will be their third straight game at home um, and it hasn't been a great stretch they're 1-1 Won. um they uh, uh the first game was uh, ulm um right before we played ulm and uh they should have won that game um or i'm sorry uh, uh ULM should have won that game, mm-hmm. uh, but Texas State, you know, needed all four quarters. They uh, score late. They win it twenty-one to twenty, and then against Troy in this last game, um, you know, it was a close game. It was uh, actually fourteen to thirteen going into um, the fourth quarter. Uh, but then Troy reels off two touchdowns and a field goal, 17 points uh, to nothing in, in the final quarter and wins it 31 to 13. So, um, you know, Troy's a good football team. Um, you know, that was their first home loss of the season. Yep. Um, so, so, you know, yeah, yeah can, can we make it two straight? I don't know. Um, but like you said, I think this is a big proving yeah, ground. Because like if, if – yeah. I was
1: going to say, is they, if they're not just – it's just not the passing game we have to be worried about. They get a great running back. Um, they, they, they're they sort of like us. They blow you to sleep with the passing game, and then all of a sudden these humongous holes open up, and they have a great running back that can take advantage of it. Uh, it's – this, to me, they have great talented quarterback, T.J. Finley, who was a – I think he's a transfer from Auburn, right? Four-star kid uh auburn and lsu auburn, okay yep. um and then you have they rebuilt the entire offensive line they're a huge offensive line i think they all came from in Carton word if i'm not mistaken yeah
0: they took like pretty much um, everybody
1: from as far and then they've also had other offensive line transfers that wasn't just for where the head coach came from but others as well so they they really revamped you know <laughs> their offense starting you know the offensive line and quarterback positions and, you know, this is not the same Texas State team that you saw, you know, last year. In fact, I think they're the second most um, transfers uh, this past year behind, I think, what was it, Colorado, right? You looked at the completely roster revamp. And Correct. You look yeah, at Colorado. That was like 70-something, and, and, yeah, and this was like 60-something. Yeah, 50 something, or 60-something. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, you see maybe a new trend going forward in college football when it comes to new coaches. Obviously, with the success of Colorado and Texas State, uh, I would not be surprised if this seems to be more of the trend than not going forward. Uh, on top of that, you mentioned they are a five-win team, so they are still fighting for bowl eligibility, something they have not done since 2014, um, in which that year they were a six-win team but could not go to a bowl. They were not selected. Uh, so this is something where they're going to want to get that sixth win. It's something that they have obviously have earned um, or felt like they've earned. Uh, but I hope we can postpone that for another week. It's going to take, it's going to, it's yeah. going to, to me, this game is going to take a complete game from start to finish if we want to win. Um, Yeah, I, agree. And, and I will say this too. I know that I've read online that some folks are saying that maybe this will be okay if we lose this game or it's not that big of a deal cause it's the West team. I, I don't, I hate that mentality because I don't want us. Yeah. I don't. Our Novembers have been absolutely terrible. I was looking back at yeah, this. So you you
0: want to start it strong, yeah. right? and uh, and like and then have that like ace in the Correct. hole, Of right? like, Correct. hey, we can afford to lose one if if it happens no, two three games. I from I don't.
1: Now. I don't. I don't want to afford to lose anything. I want to win. Um, I No, back, I, I yeah, mean, I okay. I agree with you,
0: but like starting starting things off, starting the stretch, like you win this one, you don't want your back against the court. You want to remain and in I, the driver's seat, it, and then if it gets in a situation where it's like. Oh no! Like it just wasn't our day up in Boone, and we lose to App. But like we're we're we're, we're still, still in there, it. Yeah. You know we're we, yeah we're still there. Um,
1: but yeah. I was gonna yeah, and and you know you, <clears throat> I don't know. It, to me, it sends a clear message that if you win this game, I think it would bode very well for confidence for the players and coaching staff moving forward. Uh, but to get back to the point I was trying to make about November games, we have not gone undefeated in November and since like two thousand ten with Munkin Um, prior to that was like 2003. We, we have struggled mightily here lately in recent history of our football program of trying to finish a season strong. You go back to Chad Lunsford and that 2018 year in which we beat app and then completely lose it against ULM and Troy. And we go from being again in the driver's seat of, of the East to now, now, now we're second and third place and we're, we're not going to that championship game. So, Um, you know this is this is a I hate to say it, but the these four games is going to tell us a lot about I think the coaching staff and I think the players, and it's going to really determine how this off season is going to be. Right? If we if we go undefeated and four and zero and we're in the championship game and you know great, Uh, but if we go two and two or worse and we somehow play ourselves out of it i think you're going to have a lot of people upset regardless of the bowl game that we go to regardless of what happens above you're going to have a lot of people upset looking that we had a missed opportunity to win this conference this year
0: yeah i agree and it's funny right because like we we look back at like our season predictions yeah. and i'd said that like you know 7 7 to 8 is, is you know what i was looking at and you were maybe a little a little less than that, more in the six to seven, maybe eight range. Mm-hmm. Um, I, w- I was thinking maybe we could get to nine max, right? Obviously, if we close out with these final four, we're ten win football team, right? We're ten and two. Yeah. Um, even if we go two and two in the final stretch, we're eight win football team. Like, like I was saying. So, like, you know, but but at this point, uh, you know,
1: that's that's bad, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's it's what we're saying, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and it's it's one of those things where the situations change the the expectations, right? you know you you've gotten past what now appears to be like the toughest teams in your division and you hit this home uh, you hit this last four games to where granted the teams don't look as formidable as what you've played so far but they're on the road and you got to prove that you can beat teams on the road and so far you haven't yes you didn't right. do that last year you didn't do it you know you have so far you haven't really shown it this year I, and don't come at we, with, no, a, with the Ball State game because to me, no, you have We haven't. We haven't, we haven't won. A, is yeah. is a glorified FCS school. No offense to them, but you look at the statistics of a lot of things, and, and a lot of FCS schools are above Ball State right now. In <laughs> for sure, yeah. So, we haven't
0: won a conference game on the road, and until we do, yeah. we can't really be talking about uh, uh, East title um, seriously, mm-hmm. right? Like, like we have to be able to prove that we can do that because if we do end up, you know, winning the East title. We might not be hosting that game. We might be going on the road to Troy or to Louisiana. Yeah. Um. You know. So like, yeah. We, we have to prove that we can win no matter the environment. Correct. So, um. You know. <clears throat> and yeah. I mean, against ODU, going six and zero um at home or five and zero. You know, already this season at home, that's great. Um. But yeah, gotta gotta win. Gotta win we them. We gotta over. win them on the road. So, um, let's see with uh. Anything else on Texas state?
1: No, just, it's just, it's going to be how many turnovers do we give up? How quickly do we start on both sides of the ball? Um, and can we, can we start like we did against Georgia state, get up on them big early and, and, you know, put them away. Um, we'll see if that happens. Uh, they they can start off. They've been known to start off just as quick as we have, if, if not sometimes yeah. better. You look at that Southern Miss game, and they were up on Southern Miss like forty two nothing or something crazy like that in like the second quarter.
0: So yeah, they they scored against Troy, I think, in the first like three minutes. Yeah, so, so uh,
1: they obviously come out with a great game plan. They'll have a great game plan against our defense at least the opening series drive. Um, you know, this will also show too how well can we adjust in game. You know, yep. you know to, to see what they're going to attack. Uh, I think uh, we're going to have to have a big game out of our secondary and our linebacker crew. Yep. I would love to see our linemen get more pressure and, and, and force uh, Finley to kind of run more and get him uncomfortable. If you look at that Troy game, he really, when you got him uncomfortable in the pocket and kind of forced him to kind of move around and kind of forced him to not – you know, you, you disrupt that pocket to where you didn't have three, four seconds to sit there and scan your secondary is when Troy really kind of sh- shut them down um, in yep. that second half. So I'll be interested to see if we, if we are able to do that. And if so, does that, are we relying on our four down linemen to do that or are we disguising blitzes and, and bringing pressure from all over?
0: Yeah. He's not, I mean, he's not going to like run a ton on you. He's not, um, but he has so, the ability yeah. to. He does have the ability. He has the
1: ability to scramble
0: around, but yeah, it's, it's the, the most rushing yards he's had all season came against Nevada, twenty two yards on five yeah. carries. They're um, not designed so, runs like you
1: would yeah. see from JMU or Georgia State or no. even Coastal Correct. for that matter. Um, right. But if you if you completely, you know, forget about hey, he's six seven, I, he's I six, seven, he was tall. 255. Yeah, so if you completely yeah. forget about the middle of the field, he will take advantage of it and run <laughs> if it's there. So it's not like we can't you know we can just lose containment on him, but we've got to we've got to get pressure to him we've got to make him uncomfortable in that pocket and not let him get the ball to his receivers because they have really good ones and and they and it's not like they're wide open these guys make catches contested against defensive backs that you look at you know you go back and look at the Baylor game and, and other games that they've had they catch these balls when they're covered up uh and you think there's no way they should be able to catch them so uh, I think to me the key for our defense is getting after Finley.
0: Yeah, jo- Joey Hobart is there. Really, he's really good. To 63 yeah, 63 years. He's very, very good. Yeah, he's only five eleven. Don't think that size for you
1: either. He's good.
0: No, no, yeah, um, kind of like a like a uh, Edelman type guy, yeah. right? Like, How, like Amari uh, Jones
1: was for us last year. Small, but he's yeah, really, really yeah. good.
0: Yep. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, he only had 51 yards, three catches against Troy, but had 110 uh, on 10 catches against ULM so, and 132 against uh, Louisiana, who's got a good team this yeah. year. So, so we got
1: I think our, our yeah. coaching staff has got to figure out a way to get. And, and honestly, too, we talk about the players much playing on the field. I think it comes down to our coaching staff. You look at – I think this is something we got to watch, too, is how aggressive is Ellis on offensive play calling? I think we kind of agreed that the play calling against JMU wasn't aggressive enough. Um Wisconsin, you know, give or take, depending on the situation, it looked like it was there. Uh, we just threw the ball away too many times. But will we get back to saying, you know what, who cares who we're playing at, we're going to push the ball and we're going to dictate this game?
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, yeah, I, I think it will uh, – like you said, really come down to like how quick we start. Um, if our defense can also start quick, um, you know, not like they did, um, against obviously JMU, uh, right <laughs> yeah. on, on the road. Um, so yeah, if we can slow them down some and then uh, it's a broken record, but yeah, turnovers and, and when those happen and now they happen and what fuel position yeah. and all the things that come with it. At at this point, I I think it's wishful thinking to think that we're not going to turn the ball over at least once per. Correct.
1: Game. Which is I, I, you know which is I, why we it, got to force just, at least two is. turnovers. Yeah. <laughs> for every one that right. we force or that we give up, we've got to force two, um, yeah. to, to make up for it. No, I will also say this too. Now that I think it's we're on it's seven o'clock, um, ESPN Plus is what we're going to be on, which probably means we are going to probably get one of the. <laughs> the one of the worst officiating crews in the Sun Belt. Um, so, because there won't be a lot of eyes, they usually like to put the the best officiating crews on the linear networks. True. So, yep. you know, I think if we, if the coaching staff is, it, I was surprised the game didn't get picked up. Uh, yeah, I think. Well, yeah, I can't remember who's playing this week. Um, oh, Georgia State and JMU. That's why. And JMU, yeah. Uh, so, no, I think, you, you know, just prepare, just uh, as fans, and hopefully they're telling the, the, the kids this too in the locker room, that, you know, prepare for bad officiating. We're probably going to have calls missed against us. We're probably going to have calls go against us that, that should not. It's just part of it. Um, we've, you know, we all know how that is. So, uh, I think in that Troy game that they had last week with Texas State, there was like two or three face masks that was clearly missed. Um, that was blatantly obvious. So just something to keep in mind as we watch that game.
0: Yeah, no, it's a good, it's a good point. Um, okay. I, I think, you know, the only other thing I had, you know, we did hit six wins. Um, we are bowl eligible, um, we could talk about that Um, because it's a fan because it's a fan podcast. Um, I I know, I know you retweeted the thing and said, we want more. I absolutely agree with you. I don't think anyone will be happy. Myself, yourself included, um, especially if we don't win another game (laughs) and we're six and six for one thing, it doesn't guarantee you, right? You're eligible. It doesn't guarantee you there's already there's, um, what, three teams already bowl-eligible now? Um, yes. Four teams. No, three, three teams. Three, three teams. Um, I was looking at a state, <laughs> A state and Troy.
1: A state and Troy, And yeah. there's like eight others that are within two games. It's crazy. Yeah,
0: Louisiana's at five. Texas State's at five. Coastal Carolina's at five. And then you have Old Dominion, App, Marshall, South Alabama, and Arkansas State all have four yeah. wins. Yeah. Which is crazy. I mean, who would have thought, like, Arkansas State would have been there? you know. No, the but Arkansas season, State is a
1: young team that seems to be getting better each and every week. Um, yeah. Kind of the same with, you know, we talked about this more with uh, um, Old Dominion, but you and I both said we would much rather play Old Dominion at the beginning of the season than we would now in November. Um, and I think that's clearly, it's clearly obviously now that that <laughs> with him nearly beating JMU at, at Harrisburg that – that's not a team that you really want to look forward to playing.
0: It's not but like you said it's a it's a joke on I'm not saying that they're not a better team than the team that barely beat the the Texas Commerce or yeah. whatever. Um but I I think that was just like a you know, um, I think they just play
1: with their opponent if their opponents they
0: could. they play with their opponent but also that's that's an insane rival yeah. right so whether they're the georgia state or they're the um <laughs> the georgia southern whatever if you ask jmu they'll say that odu is the georgia state because they like haven't been around in long, as long they've you know don't have as much history they moved up quickly from like fcs to, to fbs they don't have as rapid of a fan base i don't think i think they have more of a fan base than georgia state does um but, but is, uh, yeah is JMU's so,
1: history even that long
0: <laughs> it's not a, it's not anything like ours, but they th- don't don't tell that to them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's why I said not was baby the them? Keep them baby in the corner. Keep baby in the corner. No, no, that that's all in jest. That's just that's just to kind of poke fun. That yes, they they've since two thousand four. That's when they won their first. Um, right. So. Really, probably since late '90s, early 2000s is when they've been. They've consistent. been around yeah. a long time,
0: yeah. But yeah. they haven't been good a long time. But I think I think Old Dominion, maybe not as young, young as uh, Georgia State, because Georgia State was 2010, right? Correct. But um, I think Old Dominion was. Like in the two thousands when they started their program, I don't know.
1: I'm not. I'm not. I'm not up to date yeah. on Old Dominion's history. All I know is that we yeah. before this we beat them twice in the FCS playoffs with their best. Yeah, right. I think they got
0: fairly decent. Should be the, uh, quick. the Falcons.
1: <laughs> well,
0: he <laughs> play the second half and today. Yeah, um, still lost. But, <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, not a Falcons podcast. Thank God. Um, and. uh But, uh, but yeah, I mean, so the bowling thing, you kind of scoffed at that. Uh, Again, it's a fan podcast. Here's the thing is like six wins doesn't guarantee you. We just ran through all the competition there. There's only five uh, tie-ins for the Sunbelt Conference for it. So I am confident in saying if if we lose out and don't win another game, I hope that is not the case. But if we lose out and finish six and six, I don't think we make a bowl game. Um, But, you know, if, if we win, you know one or two uh more than yeah we we will obviously i want more than that um but i don't know it it is fun to like look at the projections you see like fans posted, and and the thing is is like there is a hierarchy there's a pecking order right of of these Mm -hmm. um but it's uh it's after like the top one, it's kind of like a free throw yeah. and you just kind of pick what yeah. fan base and stuff you want. So it's not even like, Oh, well I want this bowl because it means that we won Sunbelt, you know? Um, it's, it's, yeah, it, it's kind of like a crapshoot. Yeah. Um, so I guess with that, Cody, do you have a preference of where we go, or, or
1: no? I don't. Right now, I'm not really entertaining the thought about bowls right now because I think there's so much more to play for. It's not like how it was last year where we were. I think we were. I think we were five and three going into November um, as we come up. You know, playing in South Alabama and we kind of, you know, lost the next three games and then we got to App and it was this, you know, kind of this do or die, do or die situation. And then it was like, whew, we can breathe a sigh of relief. We got it. Yes, this is so great. Um, first step and turn the program around. Um, no, I, to me, this is a completely different scenario here. This is the expectation. I think the entire fan base expected us to have six wins. Um, maybe yeah. not as quickly, but, again, still six and two at this point in the season is fantastic. Great. Um, now, now it's on to now finish. Now finish. Yeah. And, and that's, to me, where I want to see the next step is now it's time to finish. It starts on Saturday. It starts with Texas State. Starts with a great challenge, a great opponent. It's time. It's time to finish. And do I think Texas State's a bowl team? I do. I just don't want to see them get to the six wins right now. Let the, it, let yeah. them get it next week. Yeah, I mean, the following week. right.
0: Yeah, I mean, they, they go after us, right? They have the three straight uh, home games. They go to Coastal, they go to Arkansas State, and they close at home against South Alabama. Yeah. So um, if they don't get it against us, you know, it, it might be tricky for them to get Coastal's playing pretty good ball now. They just beat, um, uh, they just won big, uh, right? Yeah, against, Marshall. Yeah. Um, Marshall. Yeah. And then, uh, but, and then South Alabama is also kind of a a enigma. You don't know what Louisiana Mm. beat the crap out of them. So, um, but like we said, Arkansas state's improved. They're at four and four. So yeah, it's going to be a, a, an interesting stretch um, for, for Texas state in the final four games. Interesting stretch for us. Um, But yeah, obviously I'm with you. I, you know, they can, they can uh fight it out in those final three for that six yes. win um so okay so we won't talk bowls then um we'll we'll table that conversation for like a month now let's hope <laughs> um and because 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 let's you know if, if we're not doing it now when we hit the six wins let's hope yeah we're 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 we are fighting for more we are um contenders not pretenders and and we're talking about you know possibly hosting a Sun Belt championship game or we're talking about going on the road to a sunbelt championship game um to troy alabama or um or to lafayette yep. right and um and yeah and, and previewing that and then the bowl will come after that so we'll table that conversation for a few weeks um but yeah Cody, let's hope we uh start this final uh november stretch strong with a win against texas state um and we'll pick it up after that and as always hail
1: southern hail southern